John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show. He is John. And he is Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan. The international comedy podcast. Yeah, that's right. Episode whatever it is. How's everything with you? Uh, yeah, good. Um, I had a, something happen yesterday that I think my... The way I handled it was very, very British. Well, well, what would you do in this situation? So, as we talked about last week, I uh, last episode, I got a. I actually passed my driving test, so I've got a car now. Wow! Congratulations. <laughs> Can I just warn the people of Huddersfield? Please watch yourselves crossing the road. Well, so I've been driving for about two weeks. It's all been going well, and. But yesterday I needed to put some petrol in the car. So I was dying to go to the <laughs> toilet. And I got to the petrol station and I unlocked the petrol tank. But the nozzle wouldn't go in. The car just wouldn't the the petrol tank would not open to let me put the nozzle in. And the car was beeping. And because it's kind of a new car to me, I was like So sorry, you couldn't get the you couldn't get the cap off the tank? No no no, I opened I opened the cap. It's when you put the nozzle in, there's like a small inside, there's like a small sphincter. I don't know if that's the real word, um, but it just wouldn't open. I'm almost certain it's not. It's definitely not a sphincter. <laughs> uh, but no, no, it just wouldn't go in. And so, you know, when I started pumping gas, gas came out. And so I, I was dying to go to the toilet that much that I quickly thought, oh, forget this. Drove without pain and drove off and went to my house ran in the house had a pee and then started telling my missus that the car wouldn't uh, the petrol tank wouldn't work and my sister-in-law was there she said oh did you have like um i said the car's beeping i can't work out why and she said do you have like a heavy bag on the passenger seat and i did i had a bag full of uh, textbooks <laughs> and a computer and she said oh well, sometimes they think that the seatbelt needs to be on and so that's why the thing wouldn't work. That's why the car's beeping. So I thought, all right, okay. So I said to my daughter, do you want to come with me and we'll go back? So I went straight back to the petrol station, took the bag off the seat and the car was beeping again and I was doing it and he still wouldn't go in. And by this point, it's like Friday, sort of five o'clock and there's a huge queue of people waiting and people are getting highly irate. And so I had to just shame. The pressure is growing. Yeah, so I had to shamefully give up again to drive back to my house thinking, oh, my car's, <laughs> car's broken. And every time, every time I opened the door, it beeped. And I was like, and I was going mental for you. Why is the car beeping? You know, I'd taken the key out and everything and I was walking around the car. And then I realised that the headlights were on. So I must have like flicked on the headlights with my hand by accident. And so, of course, once I turned the headlights off, the car stopped beeping. Um, and so then I needed to go get petrol. But because I was so embarrassed... <laughs> Take three. Yeah, so instead of going to the same one, I chose to go to one which was much further away. 
<laughs> so the question is, would you have gone back a third time to the same place? It was the same staff in a window watching me. Or would you have done like I did? <laughs> and chickened out and gone somewhere else. <laughs> so what? I'm I... surprised you went back the second time. Yeah, uh, well, the second time I took my daughter, so I was trying to hopefully wouldn't recognise. You think, oh, it's a different guy with a kid. <laughs> Put on a baseball cap and a wig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, that was my. But what would you have done? Would you have gone back, or would you? Have... I wouldn't have gone back there the second time. Right. I would have gone somewhere different immediately. <laughs> I mean, or or maybe I. I mean, I might have asked for help. No, I would not have asked for help. <laughs> well, I think when I was driving to the, the different garage, I was, and, you know, there was, I was in need of petrol. I was thinking, if I run out of petrol now, I'm going to probably just kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> have your four-year-old daughter pushing the car along the, <laughs> along the road. Um, so anyway, what's been on with you? What's been going on with you? Uh, well... As you know, I just got back to Japan after being on holiday in England. Uh, had a good time. I'd like to report, actually, that the uh, trolleys at Heathrow Airport are free. Oh, right. Scamming northern monkeys in Manchester. So, <laughs> I know, it must be. It's that north-south divide again. Yeah. <laughs> but I do, when I go when I go to England, I... In fact, did you push the trolley or did you have like a butler doing it for you? Oh, yeah, no, there was a manservant. <laughs> yeah, so that's why it's free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I say trolley, I mean, he was crawling. <laughs> but yeah, I had a good time in England. I always, when I go back, I always have a good time and eat too much and drink too much, of course. But I feel, there's always like one or two things that remind me about the things I miss about England. And one of these things happened this time. I was, I bought a new pair of trainers. I was in the, I was in Sports Direct. Uh, let's just say that the service could be better. <laughs> and, uh, but when we were in there, I was standing there waiting for these trainers that I'd you know, asked for to try on to be brought up. And as I was stood there, there was his family, this, well, his mother and two kids. And they were waiting for shoes too. And the older boy, I guess he was about 10 years old, he said to his mother, Mum, you know you said anything is possible. Is that <laughs> true? And she said, yes, son, that is true. And he said, like anything, absolutely anything is possible. Is that true? And she said, yes, son, that is true. And then he picked up this kind of tiny, like two-year-old kid's trainer. And he said, Mum, can I get my foot into that? And she said, don't be so stupid. And then he said, and he said, but you just said anything is possible. It's not, is it, mum? Not everything is possible. And he kept going on about this for ages and ages. And I just thought it was quite amusing. But as he was going on about it, this other kind of big skinhead man down the other end of the shop, he was also trying on some shoes. And he got his shoes miraculously. And he was walking up the shop and he got to just about where we were. And as he got to us, he just did like a little turn and he was about to start walking back. And he leaned over to the boy and he said, he said to the boy, I'll make your foot fit in that trainer. I'll cut off your toes. <laughs> Excellent. And I thought, I thought. Uh, I miss those kind of because he said it basically in a comical way. The mum was laughing; she was having a good time with it. Yeah. But in Japan, you would never ever get that. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I miss that kind of thing about England a lot. 
<laughs> the uh, the random stranger just saying something horrific that is actually very funny. <laughs> Yeah, giving the kid nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> so what's on the show this episode? Well, we've got a packed show as ever. We've got an interview with Japanese comedian Kazu Kusano. And we've got some stand-up comedy from Brit comedian Sally Ann Fellows. And a whole lot more. But first, this. This is JNS in J News. Time for some news. John, what have you got for me? A fantastic story that really highlights British culture at its finest. Um, it's from the BBC, uh, the 3rd of September, and the headline is Drunken Children Threaten Morecambe Lifeboat Crew. Uh, Morecambe's <laughs> a town up in the north on the seaside, for those uh, who care. You see, it's, it's things like that. They're the reasons we make you pay for your trolleys. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so the story reads that lifeboat volunteers were threatened with violence after being called to help a group of drunken children who'd been in the sea at Morecambe. <laughs> Six youngsters aged between 11 and 15 had gone into the water, fully clothed, close to the town's clock tower on Sunday. Morecambe RNLI, that's the lifeboat service, launched an inshore boat before the group came ashore. <laughs> when volunteers went to their aid... One was told, well, in fact, I'll get, I'll get you to try and guess what one of the drunken children said to the lifeboat volunteer. <laughs> Classic quote. <laughs> Probably should go on a T-shirt. It almost is certainly f*** off you, pedo. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, it doesn't contain swearing. All oh, right, I've let myself down there then. All right, come near me and I'll hit you. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So it says, oh, we don't condone violence on this uh, podcast, especially for volunteers who are helping people. Yeah, well, when I said good, I meant uh, absolutely horrendous and terrible. Yeah. So it says the, the Coast Guard requested assistance from the Morecambe's uh, lifeboat crew at quarter past six in the evening following reports that six children were in the water. By the time the inshore lifeboat was launched, the youngsters had emerged from the sea onto dry land. The Coast Guard asked the lifeboat crew to attend to the children who were suffering from the effects of the cold. A spokesman for the lifeboat service said the volunteers arrived on scene to be greeted by abuse and threats of violence from all the children, all of whom were clearly heavily intoxicated by alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> In spite of this, the crew continued to offer support until police officers and an ambulance arrived. Yes, that's why these guys are the heroes. Yeah, and he said uh, the police and ambulance turned up at... 6.40 and assessed a female patient but nobody required hospital treatment so happy ending <laughs> it doesn't uh, tell it doesn't say but would you like to guess it doesn't tell us but would you like to speculate on what they were drinking <laughs> well i i don't know what teenagers drink these days but certainly um i wouldn't be surprised if a can of diamond white a bottle of mary down or a <laughs> bottle of mad dog 2020 was involved <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> I think, what well... Would, what would you say? Well, it's up north, so it'd probably be super strength lager. Oh, tenants. Tenants super, my old foe. <laughs> yeah. I think if this had been a tabloid newspaper, the headline could have been Morecambe and Unwise. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Or or how about uh, 
Swearing six swim sozzled saviors still save. <laughs> Try to say that after a bottle of white lightning. <laughs> Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> that was J and S in J News. Time for an interview. Uh, this time we met up with Kazu Kusuno, a Japanese comedian who's based in America, uh, Los Angeles. Uh, she's really funny. She's been out there for ages, cracking people up all over the place. I think you're going to like this. Kazu, thanks for joining us today. Oh, hi. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, good. Thanks for coming down. Uh, you're back nice. in Japan on holiday. Uh, living in America. Are you uh -huh. happy to be back? Yeah, I am. I uh, I just got here two days ago and I just had really good sushi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How is the sushi in America? Oh, so it's good. It's you have to pay like a lot of money. Like you know, if you can, I think if you get like um, a dollar, you know, kaiten sushi yeah. here in Japan, a dollar, but you have to probably pay at least four or five dollars right. in America. I mean, California where I live. They're like a taste is good, but uh, I think Japan is the best. Of course, <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's better British sushi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how long have you been living in America? Uh, since uh, so since two thousand four. Right. So it's been fourteen years, and before that, I lived in California for two years. And, and yeah. what made you go out there in the first place? So uh, I wanted to do comedy in United States for some reason because I'm so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> so I wanted to do comedy in America. So I just went. Right. So <laughs> I th just that's went. a pretty bold move. Yeah. Yeah. yeah good yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank amazing. you. Amazing. Thank you. Sweet. <laughs> so what 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 is the comedy scene like where where you're performing? Oh, in LA. Yeah. yeah. Well, so as you know, LA is a is a mecca, right? Like yeah, everybody yeah. goes there, like from all over the world, including Americans. So it's tough. It's tough. Like uh, even like a uh, go to open mic, yep. it's like thirty people show show oh, up. Oh, really? And you know, do you know comedy store in Hollywood? Yeah, yeah. It's very famous comedy club, and you know, if you go there, you can see. Probably you can meet a lot of famous comedians performing, right. like 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, I saw Louis C.K. last year. Oh, wow. Right before he <laughs> got that the trouble. thing. Yeah, the trouble. Yeah, trouble. <laughs> he was walking like a man, I'm a man. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so comedy stores open mic, uh, it's Monday night at 6 o'clock. Right. Okay, they pick 15 comedians from uh you know sign up yeah. and then can you guess how many sign up how many people oh well, you said 30 for the other one so i'll go more i'm gonna go 100 fifth bar so say fifth 101 yeah it's yeah close like 150 really yeah, 30, wow. wow now only pick 15 yeah you said that at some of those open mics you get 30 people will turn mm -hmm. up of those 30 how many are quite funny oh <laughs> Well, it depends, but uh, there are a lot of new comics. Like people come to like uh, LA to for acting, yeah. and then they realize, oh, I have to do more than acting. Right. So they, you know, stand up is easy to start. Yeah. So when it happens, so when you go to like Hollywood open mics, there are a lot of young 
actors. Right. right. So, f- and then like a boy's talking about the dick and, you know, <laughs> masturbation jokes yeah. and, and girls talking about their vagina. So, <laughs> is this clean, clean podcast? No, no not at all. Well, <laughs> I, I, I do my best to keep okay. it clean. Me too, me too. I'm <laughs> yeah. a clean comic. And, I'm a clean comic. And John does his best to make it dirty. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, when, okay, there are 30, maybe. Maybe five are funny, five to ten. Are there any? Are there any, many other uh, sort of Japanese female comedians on that scene? Yes, uh, there's one really funny girl named Aiko Tanaka. Oh. Yeah, she's. She mailed me yesterday. Oh what? my god! Really? Yeah. What? What? Uh, she's coming to Japan, so I think I'm going to try and organize. She is really funny. Right. She's cool. She's regular at improv and laugh factory and comedy right. store but she's okay she's very that's edgy that's very good of you to be so kind about her thank you than she's not she's your rival, rival. <laughs> <laughs> no no she's uh, we don't you know we know each other for a long time yeah. but we are you know same category yeah. right so we are very kind to each other yeah. especially Aiko is very sweet and uh maybe I'm mean no, I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> so Aiko is really edgy you know mm. And uh, you know she she curses sometimes. Right. I mean, maybe a lot. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so okay, I because I uh, when I was a kid, I really I was fan of. Uh, do you know drifters? Drifters? No. Uh, Shimura, Ken, Ken Shimura. No. Ken Shimura. I don't know. No, that, Japanese comedian. <laughs> yeah. Ken Shimura. No, very famous Japanese comedian. He's like old, like 60 years old. Right. But they, they, he was uh, uh, in a comedy troupe called Drifters in mm. 70s. And uh, oh, <laughs> I shouldn't say 70s. Because, yeah, I wasn't born then. Oh, shoot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, right, right. oh, and, and 80s too, you know. <laughs> so I really, I really loved their comedy, like five men doing silly stuff slapsticks and but then so you know their show was for you know family and friend 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 family friendly show so i when i started stand up i decided to go clean it's because i wanted to be on tv show in america uh so that's the reason why i'm clean so i don't curse uh on the stage even though I curse a lot at my home. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. <laughs> so I'm is clean. it do you do like surreal kind of comedy or is it like observational comedy about oh, everyday life or what? I talk what? about everyday life. Yeah. Uh, my marriage life with my American Jewish husband. <laughs> That's one of the thing, and uh, and I talk about cultural. So I talk about like my you know cultural differences between right. America and Japan, uh, and I do like some like uh, you know female like gender stereotypes, yeah. those kind of things, and but I do sometimes sketch like a solo sketch, and then my sketch is kind of Japanese style, so right. it's more like surreal, you yeah, know, yeah. you know. What yeah. what sort of differences have you noticed between America and Japan? I mean, there are a uh, lot. <laughs> well, so the big difference is in Japan, you guys probably know that ippatsuge. Do you know ippatsuge? No. No. Like comedians come out and like this is very famous. You know, beat Takeshi, beat yeah, right, yeah. beat Takeshi. When he was young, he did this kumanechi. You know, ah, this movement. Yeah, yeah. And then that's only like he comes out and he does this movement, yeah, yeah. and that's funny for. Uh, Japanese people, but f- for Americans, those like gag, yeah, yeah. Th- it doesn't work right. because Americans they have to know the reason, like right. premise, yeah. 
and the setup. Yeah. But Japanese, you don't have to say premise. Right. That's a big difference. So for for the listeners, just when Kazu was telling that story, she she stood up and there's a kind <laughs> of like. Uh, uh, the, what, what, how, Kazu, how would you describe describe the move? <laughs> so basically, he say komaneji. This is very famous gag in my country. Meaning komaneti. Do you know this uh, uh, very famous uh, how you say gymna- gymnastic uh, girl yeah, in seventies, yeah. I think, right. and he she was wearing this you know tight. What do you say, leotard? Right. Yeah. yeah, and then so this guy comedian just do like this. So he's, she's kind <laughs> of like. How <laughs> John, describe it. I mean, this kind of crotch pointing, exactly. yeah. crotch pointing or slashing, almost. Exactly. Like Google it, someone. Google yeah. it. It, <laughs> it means it, it's komanechi by Ebito Takeshi. I bought this line of questioning quickly. Yes. <laughs> I thought you were just going to ask her to do it again. <laughs> I really, I had one really weird gig. So I performed for uh, Jewish Orthodox Jews okay. party. It's basically it was like a fundraiser for this uh, synagogue and uh, which has a school and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they found me. They contacted me. Right. right. They called me. Hey, Kazu, can you do like twenty minutes in my like fundraiser show? <laughs> so I said okay, and then. I went, I mean, before that, she said, okay, this is Orthodox Jews. Do you know them? And I said, not so much. Mm. Okay, basically, you have to do clean. So I'm clean, so I'm good, no curse or nothing, and then no sexual contents, which even implies about sex. And I do clean set, but uh, sometimes I imply, you know, sex. It's basic universal stuff. But so I needed to change a little bit, and then I went, <laughs> and then I didn't know what to do. <laughs> so I, I did like, hey, what's up, blah, blah. And then I have one or two Jewish jokes because my husband is Jewish. They loved it. But other than that, I thought they were interested in Japanese culture since they invited me. So I did some, you know, cultural difference joke and stuff, and they were not interested. Oh, in. really? And they were like eating and just like watching me <laughs> <laughs> and drinking. And then, and then I did my Christmas joke. But it's not about Jesus. It's more like about the Japanese Christmas that <laughs> Japanese people eat KFC. Yeah. And I thought it was good because it's a family-friendly yeah, joke. Yeah. And nobody laughed except Rabbi. Oh, the rabbi. Yeah, he was laughing constantly. <laughs> Can you believe well, it? he booked you. He yeah, was under right? a bit of pressure. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, that was my uh, probably the weirdest audience reaction I ever got. <laughs> and it's funny because it's not like there's a shortage of Jewish comedians. Uh, yeah, I know. There are a lot. <laughs> yeah. A lot in LA. Yeah, yeah. But they contacted me. I, it was so weird. And they had this fundraiser at the Chinese restaurant. Uh, but <laughs> Maybe they... it was like Asian themed show. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It was like a Japanese, some theme, Japanese, Chinese. So they did this kosher Chinese restaurant. <laughs> And they invited all like a karate performers, taiko performers, 
was so <laughs> that weird. Is weird. weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's so the weird. rabbi's got an Asian fetish. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah, it's kind of proof like, oh, Jewish people love Chinese food, yeah. you know. <laughs> but it wasn't on Christmas, but, you know, so, but I, they paid me a lot. So that, oh, was, yeah. that, that was good. Cool. Yeah. Did they call you again the next year? No. No. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Well, you got your pound of flesh the first time round, so that's good. Exactly. <laughs> um, so you said, that, yeah, your husband's American. Yes. How long have you been married? Uh, Eleven years. Ah, congratulations. Does he do comedy? Thank you. He's not, but right. he's funny. But also, but he's a magician. Oh, right. Oh, right. Well. Yeah, I know. I, I like creepy guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Sam likes do magic. We, we oh, talk about do? this sometimes. Ooh, yeah. yeah. So you're a creepy guy, I'm too? a little bit creepy. He likes to, yeah, show the ladies <laughs> his magic tricks. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's well, a... not these days, but no. yeah. Oh. Not now that you're happily Because you are married, so exactly. you don't have to do that. Right. Okay. I just do it for the kids at school. Yeah. Oh, yeah, not cool. for the same reason. <laughs> <laughs> I need attention, kids. Yeah, I do. yeah, yeah basically. I do. <laughs> on stage at night and then uh, doing the magic tricks yeah. at day and then during the day. Well, you used to always carry cards with you, didn't you? We'd go out, we'd go <laughs> always. Out drinking and <laughs> <laughs> say, oh, he's just doing a magic trick for those girls over there. <laughs> and he's made them all disappear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, kids are gone. Yeah, I got pretty efficient as well, didn't yeah. I? <laughs> um, but with your husband, who obviously... You mentioned before that sometimes on stage you joke about cultural differences. Yes. What, what kind of, uh, what things do you guys fight over or, or uh, argue about? Because we've both oh. got a Japanese wife, so I think probably oh. we can sympathize with your husband. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to call him now yeah, for yeah. you guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, basically, so me and my, my joke about my marriage is... Uh, you know, international marriage, like, you know, we are the same age couple, but, you know, he's Caucasian, so he looks old, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm Asian, I look really young. Yeah. So, it, it, since we have been, we started dating, like, I didn't know, but I look 20 years younger than him. Yeah. Okay? And then, so, people thought, like, he's my sugar daddy, yeah. like, always. <laughs> so, that kind of reaction, I still get it. Right. People, like, give us, like, like give me, not him, uh, like, a cold eyes. Right. <laughs> Because they think that I'm the mean girl who yeah. is waiting for him to die. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like when I'm tired, like my husband doesn't speak Japanese at all. Right. So then he speaks English like that. You know, with this uh, American pronunciation. So when I'm tired, he speaks in Japanese English, and then I'm like, stop talking in English. Like, yeah. If you want to talk to me now, can you speak in Japanese? And because he's so argument. Because yeah, yeah. he's Jewish, right? Yeah. Well, my wife is three stages of anger. So the first stage is she's arguing with me in English, and then it becomes broken English with bits of Japanese. Exactly, <laughs> and right? And then when she's really pissed off, it's just full of Japanese. <laughs> exactly, uh, <you> know. exactly. <laughs> when, when I argue with my wife, she 
it's basically only in Japanese. She'll only shout at me in Japanese. We speak in English mostly, really? but she only shouts at me in Japanese. Bakayaro? Yeah, oh, I've heard that a number of times. <laughs> <laughs> you fool! Yeah. <laughs> but um, she, the reason she started only using Japanese when、mm. she was angry was because, when, like you said, there's stage two where it's broken English,、mm. but her grammar goes really bad,、yeah. her pronunciation <laughs> goes up, and she can't say, like,、oh. she just sounds funny. Like,、yeah. you are not nice to me! <laughs> and that makes me laugh.、Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, What are you? What's, what's funny?、Huh? Yeah, yeah. Why are you laughing? Are you making fun of me?、Yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much to Kazakusano there for meeting me and Sam and having a lovely afternoon chatting away.、Uh, if you'd like to find out more about what she's up to, she's Uh, about to do a one woman show, and she's in the process of making a web series. So you can find out more information about all those kind of things at her website, which is kazukusano.com. And now, time for a word for this episode's sponsor. Hey, what's up? Tokyo's finest tattoo artist, Miss Funky, is here. At my studio here in Kichijoji, I specialize in body art for foreigners who want the authentic Japanese tattoo. With thousands of kanji to choose from, you can get whatever you want written on your body. You want the kanji for next tattoo on your neck? Done! You even want to draw your own kanji that has no real meaning? Done! You want the kanji for fridge on your bicep? Done! Miss Funky, I never refuse to ink no matter how crazy it seems to a Japanese. Yo, Johnny McBee and Sammy OT, two Brits talk a shit over a cup of tea. Probably a spot of milk and a crumpet, please. But there's someone else cooking in the kitchen. Could someone answer the burning question? And now it's time for this episode's burning question, which was. What is the most lost you've ever been? So, did anybody respond to us, Sam?、Uh, yeah, we had one response on email. It was from Bill in America.、Uh, he simply said, This is the worst burning question you've ever asked. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I think, that's, I think it's quite a good one. So, Whose was it? Was it yours or mine? <laughs>、uh, I think it was yours. Right. Fuck you, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for this, this, this episode's riveting burning question, John, what's the most lost you've ever been?、Um, well, actually, between asking that burning question, so between recording last episode and today,、uh, last weekend I actually got lost, quite lost in a. I like the fact that you're, you're so dedicated to the podcast, you're actually. Get, you're getting lost just to have content for it. Well, I kind of got lost in my own mind. So, what happened was, I went, <laughs> <laughs> I, I went、um, over to visit my brother, and we went to watch football, and we had a full day of drinking, and we got highly intoxicated. And I stayed at his apartment, and me and him were sharing a bed.、Um, We're close. Because <laughs> he's got a big double bed. And I, <laughs> other people were sleeping in the sofa and stuff and on the floor. So, as his big brother, I said to him, You have to let me share your double bed. But anyway, I was sleeping in my underwear because I don't sleep naked when I sleep with my brother. <laughs> in the middle of the night, I woke up. I woke up and I was in my box shorts. I woke up 
to go to the toilet and I walked out the door and it turned out to be the front door of the apartment and the door closed behind me and I was locked out <laughs> and I was half awake and half asleep and I was absolutely busting for a pee. So I proceeded to walk around this apartment complex looking for somewhere to urinate and panicking. Um, there might have been tears involved. And eventually I found a what I thought was a bush, but turned out to be a plastic plant pot outside someone's front door, which I had to pee into before running back. I hope it wasn't before running a bag. I hope it wasn't one of those hanging baskets. <laughs> well, the, the, how desperate I was, it could have easily been a hanging basket. But no, it was like a. I'm guessing the family use it as a Christmas tree around Christmas time. It was kind of a mini God. plastic conifer. Um, it was ever. Well, it was an evergreen. I, yeah, ever yellow. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, how about for you? Oh, how about me? Um, well, yeah, I've been lost a few times, of course. I think one of the times I remember that this kind of sticks out in my mind. When, where I used to live, uh, behind my house, there was a big kind of uh, woods or forest. And we used to kind of go playing in there all the time. It was absolutely huge. And we used to get lost in there loads. Uh, and that would always be pretty scary, you know, if you kind of thought suddenly you didn't know your way back. But there was this one time where me and a few other guys and girls, we got completely lost. But we came across like a, a kind of den that someone had built out of, you know, branches and stuff. And uh, we thought it was like kind of exciting. Is it a tramps or is it some other uh, other boys and girls kind of a <laughs> den play thing? And we, we went inside and then inside this den was a massive stack of porn. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, oh, my God. It was like something out of the Goonies. <laughs> And the worst thing was, we never were able to find our way back to the porn den. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say you just lost your teenage yes. years to looking at all that muck. <laughs> well, I'm just lucky that in my teenage years there was no internet. Yeah. <laughs> Japan. One is funny, one is funny looking John and Sam in Japan. One of them is funny, one is funny looking. Which is which you decide. Time for some stand-up comedy. This episode, we have some stand-up comedy from Brit comedian Sally Ann Fellows. She performs all over the place. She's been on TV. She's very, very funny. I know you're going to enjoy this. Hello. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Don't know what I'd do if you weren't. <laughs> Not a counsellor. <laughs> Got some basic first aid skills. Maybe a fractured tibia or something. I could deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I really hate those posh women who stand by lakes. <laughs> We've all seen them, haven't we? I really hate them. They're just... They're so posh, aren't they? They're smug, they're posh, important hair. <laughs> People who smile 
while they're explaining things. <laughs> What's that about? <laughs> National Trust volunteers. <laughs> what are they for? <laughs> I want to say to them, mate, this is not your house. <laughs> These paintings are not of your family. <laughs> People who smile while explaining things. Brian Cox. <laughs> I'm, I'm fed up with being told what to do. We're constantly being told what to do, what not to do, aren't we? It's like, I don't know, don't do this, don't do that, don't bury people. <laughs> Alive. Mind the gap. Oh yeah, thanks for that. Hold the handrail while travelling. It's not funny, just a way to get a sick day, isn't it? <laughs> Dogs must be carried on the escalator. There's never enough of them to go round, is there? <laughs> I had to nip one off a trump the other day. He wasn't happy. Children must be held firmly on the escalator. I've already got a dog under this arm. And I've got see somebody I haven't seen for ages and I've just bought a multi-pack of toilet paper. Hello <laughs> oh, there, oh hi. <laughs> Living the dream. <laughs> I probably won't see you again until I've gone through this lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have got a first aid certificate, so rest easy. Anyone else got a first aid certificate? Oh, somebody thinking about it might be dying in the process I might have to do something but I really hate those um, resuscitation dummies has anyone seen them? they're just a head, yes a head and a torso, aren't they? no arms or legs to practice on I said to the woman bit of an elephant in the room situation where's the arms and legs? she went, just treat it as if it's normal <laughs> I am quite a broad-minded person, but what sort of really specific industrial accident would cause that? Carelessness? Alzheimer's? Or, I don't know, being marooned on a desert island and we haven't got enough food. You know, how would you get the last limb off, though? That's kind of stuff that keeps me awake at night. Thanks, so I've been Sally Ann. Cheers. Sally Ann Fellows there. That was a great set. Really enjoyed it. If you want to find out more about her and where she performs, you can go to her website, sallyannfellows.uk. So that just leaves me to say thanks to Kazakusano uh, for in, for taking the time to hang out and have a chat with us. Again, you can go to her website to find out about her at kazakusano.com. Uh, one more time, thanks to Sally Ann for uh, providing the stand-up for this show. Uh, you can find all about their stuff also at our website, johnandsaminjapan.com. And if you want to get in contact with us with any news stories or to provide some stand-up or musical comedy or to provide an answer to the burning question or even suggest a burning question uh, because, according to Bill, my burning questions are fucking rubbish, what do you think next episode... <laughs> <laughs>
What do you reckon next episode's burning question should be, Sam? <laughs> um, okay. Well, I'm under a little bit of pressure here, but uh, I'm going to say, uh, how about what's the most in danger you've ever been? That's such a great burning question. I can't believe you came up with that, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, okay, yes, Sam definitely thought of that by himself. So what is the most danger you've ever been in? I hope you're happy with that, Bill. And if you want to give us five stars on anything, that would be appreciated because nobody's ever doing it. So anything else? Uh, no, I think that's all. All right. Catch, catch you later. later. John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast.